welcome to Still Cool Sports. This is Liz. This is Remy. And uh, we are back for another short episode. Maybe this will be a short one. Um, it was Thanksgiving in yeah, yeah, America. Yeah, oh, for sure. But I didn't and expect anything happening at Thanksgiving. Nothing happened. Can you say that before, you, before yeah. we go? Can you really let you say that? Because... I pretend that I celebrate American Thanksgiving. So people leave me alone for like from like Wednesday to Monday of the time during American Thanksgiving. So, so you just pretend that you, you are going to visit your family in, in New Jersey? Yes. <laughs> like, I need the day off, guys. I need it off. I talk about it at work like it's like it's happening. So my, my most bosses, they'll be like, are you taking the couple of days off? So they'll actually just give it to me. I'll be like, yeah, sure. Sure. And it's my American. No problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have to celebrate it somehow. I try to tell people this is my, my culture. It's my people. I gotta like have, yeah. I gotta go. I gotta go do it. I did go to a Cavs game. I oh, saw the that? Cavs play Miami. I, this was a critical error though. This was a critical error. I, I was excited because I was like, oh, I want to see Miami. And I said to myself, it's going to be a good game. We bought tickets the day of the game because they were on sale and stuff. Didn't really think about the fact that the Cavs had played the night before in the in-season tournament game in Philadelphia. And the game had gone to overtime. So then they're playing Miami on second night in Cleveland of a back-to-back. After I've been playing overtime the night before. And Miami hadn't played. They had been in Cleveland since Tuesday morning. This was the game was on Wednesday. And they had had two games in Chicago against the Bulls, which is like practice, like nothing. Well, right? <laughs> the Cavs did needless to say, the Cavs lost very badly. Like a 30-point loss. I'm like, if they lose by more than 30 points, you should get your money back. Like, I think. Like, at least something back. Like, a discount on the next. Like, we'll give you a discount on the next time you buy tickets. Because, you know, this was bad. I find NBA back-to-back are are weird to me sometimes. Sometimes the team will lose by 30 on the first game of a back-to-back. That's true. And then beat a good team on the second night and you're like, why couldn't you do that the night before? Right. And that the Raptors. This this was not the case though with the Cavs on when when they played Miami. They just looked exhausted. And they I mean, the game in Philly had gone into overtime. They were tired. They played the whole time. So yeah, I get it. But yeah, the Raptors do better on the first second night of a back to back. It's all up in the air, man. It's just sometimes you just do the It's <laughs> like they're playing a team and you're just like, all right, this should be good. And then they lose and you're like, I can't believe they lost that game. And then they go and play another team that they shouldn't be. Like, so you're on a second night of a back-to-back yesterday. The night before they played right. uh, Brooklyn. Right. Should have beat Brooklyn. Right. Brooklyn is a beatable team. Right. Came and, pl- and they had to play the... Um, the Suns, right? Suns. Was it the Suns? Very good team. They beat the Suns. They did. I heard a, that. Was, yes, they did beat the Suns. It was not a 
like a, the Suns had an off game. It was like a game like that. It was like a competitive back and forth game. Yeah. You know, but between OG and Scotty Barnes, they're offensive. Offensively, they, they, when they're scoring, Raptors are hard to beat. But right. they also can lock down anybody on the other end of the court. So when, they, when they're on their game, it's always impossible for you to score. Devin Booker was two for 10. He barely got the ball because, you know, like between Scotty Barnes and OG, they were hounding him. Same with Durant. I mean, there are people that say Devin Booker is overrated. I didn't say that, but I'm just saying. I've heard that. Devin Booker could shoot, right? And because in the NBA right now, three-point shots are huge, Mm -hmm. he gets that, like, extra boost as being such a great player. Right. Because he could could shoot the ball. I don't don't think if Devin Booker's playing at the time when the NBA was more like Shaq's era, it wouldn't be that big of a deal because he mm-hmm. would never get the ball, right? So I know people don't like to talk about errors or they're like, you can't like pick one or the other, yeah. but let's be honest. When the game was different, those guys would not be, he, he wouldn't have got drafted. He would have wanted someone to shoot so much shots, right? It's totally different. Mm-hmm. But I feel yeah. like the NBA, like the three-pointers, Three point is very important in the NBA, but I feel that it's losing a little bit of its. Like now, teams are like, you know what? I'd rather like dominate the paint because I can get right. two pointers all all game, and you have to make three pointers to catch up. And not everybody's right. Steph Curry. Right. I mean, I think you need to be able to do it all. Right. Like, I think this is why with the Cavs, Max Struess has been an interesting pickup. Because he can shoot the threes, but he also can go to the paint. Like, he can dunk. He can do all these things, and it's like, and he's doing them in the games. So that makes him a more versatile player. And to be able to adapt to these different styles or whatever. Uh, and then you see, yeah. like, Golden State. And who was it? I think I think it was Charles Barkley that was saying this about Golden State or somebody else recently. They were basically like, Golden State is washed. Um, Charles Barkley. It's Charles Barkley. He doesn't like. Jim yeah, it was Charles Barkley, right? Go. Golden State's washed. Clay, you know, Steph and Clay are done. He was <laughs> really harsh on them. Not wrong necessarily. I mean, they're getting older, right? What are you? What are you going to do? Um, but also, I think that style of just shooting threes and shooting threes is, like you said, not people don't want to do that as much. They want more of a mix. So, well, when you when you play when you play Golden State, you have to take a lot of shots. That's how you beat them. They're going to take right. a lot of shots. Like they shoot a lot, mm. so that you have to shoot just as much to even be able to be close to them. Right. I think a lot of what's happening with them right now is they just don't like their whole team's not there. Obviously, they're a little mm-hmm. bit older. They're kind of like they'll win the games that they need to. But I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs because they've been there so many times. They kind of understand yeah. the the way the playoffs work. I feel so they may be tougher right. in the playoffs than right now, but you know, it's well, still we'll see. I mean, like, you got to get there, though. You got to you got to get to the playoffs. You can't. Well, they're gonna get there because well, all, all, each conference is very top heavy, mm-hmm. and then it's just a bunch of teams in the middle. 
Like the Bulls, you know, if the Bulls win one, if they, they've lost a lot of games, if they win two or three of those games, they're in the thick of whatever. Like the East is like the first three or four teams are very much winning every game. Bulls aren't gonna, what are you talking about? The Bulls, yeah. the Bulls aren't going to be in the thick of it. They're, they're going to. No, I said if they, like they've lost. They're not trading Zach Levine anywhere. Who wants it? Well, no, they're trading like don't, no. It's it's saying the Lakers are saying they're interested in Demar Derozan and somebody else. I literally just saw this on the Twitter. Yeah. They want Demar. They want here. Here's my like. I get it. They, like you have to blow up that Bulls team. Whatever yeah. that that dream of what you had is gone. It's not their fault, you know, like they imagine having Lonzo Ball. That would have been a right. big difference for that team, right? Because he, right. he's missed every, he hasn't even, I don't think even David played together for like a whole season. Mm. So it's like, you're just having like makeshift point guards, like, you know, like, like it's, you've never had your full team. So right. it's hard to say if that team was a bust or not, but mm. I feel like, Zach Levine, you know, some people will say that this is not good, but I think personally, the Raptors should just, even if it's a three-team deal that they do, you gotta, you, you like, you gotta deal away Diakam now. We're at this point where I, I think I, I love him to be a Raptor forever. I don't hate his game. It's not about the hate of his play. It's about, he's got so much value that he can give you another piece on your bench and he that can give you, you a really starter. Need. Barnes is, is your, the guy that you need to think about again. He's right. the guy that you need to give more control to. Even if he has bad games and we lose, he's got to build the character to win. And I right. think sometimes when, when the comes on the floor with him, he kind of caters to Siakam because Siakam is the elder statesman of this team, right? You right. don't want to rub I mean, Siakam's won a championship, you know, and all that. And you just, you, out of respect, you just, you, you're, you're, it's his team. Right. Until he's done, it's his team. Right? Like, he, you still have to, like, stop. Like that fourth quarter comes, you look to Siakam before Burns. So, you know, but like sometimes Barnes, like last game, yesterday's game, it was Barnes on the court with all the bench players and he started mm -hmm. taking over. And I looked at the end of the game, I'm just like, he could do it. So he could play with the bench and make them elevate them up and play with the starters. You ha if that's not telling enough for you to pull the trigger on the trade, I don't know what is. Because you can't give Siakam $100 million. He's not back. No. No, I, I mean, listen, I've been saying I thought Siakam needs to go for a while. I think, you know, Everybody. you're at that point. Every, I mean, I, I, they should hire I, me I as the like, GM. They, sh they should. You be <laughs> trading everybody. Man. I mean, you can't trade nobody to the Cavs. You can't just start giving Cavs pieces that we're missing. I, I, I don't No, I wouldn't give Siakam to the Cavs. I don't. I actually am pretty. He'd actually, he'd actually be a good fit. I think the Cavs are okay right now. I think they're they're coming together. The the challenge the Cavs have, similar to the Siakam Scotty Barnes challenge, is they have 
the Darius Garland Donovan Mitchell challenge. And there's Yeah, they got they have you have to do something about that. And and it's not that they don't they can play well together. I think they like each other. It's nothing like that. It's just and you know, my dad was talking about this and he says that he thinks the offense runs a little bit better when Garland is just on the court by himself. When um, when they played the Raptors, when Garland was on the court by himself, that beat us. Donovan right? Mitchell was on the bench and they can't it was him and Struess and they and they killed us. Right, right. So I and agree. I think, I, I think go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. Say what you're gonna say. I think the trade for Donovan Mitchell was a was a good trade. It kind of like it kind of brought a lot of like a lot of calves out of their shell because they could just play, right? They don't have to worry because they have a they're a, a, a superstar new team that's going to help you get the win. But again, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is that much of a winner that makes the difference for that team. Right. His win shares, it's not like Kawhi is on your team. You know what I mean? Or it's not like... Well, not James well Kawhi came to the Raptors already with a championship. Yeah, and they, and, and they were already... It wasn't like they were not making the playoffs. Right. I think like Donovan Mitchell, like for me, Donovan Mitchell's game, I think he doesn't utilize, like they have to figure out, it's the utilization of those guys. Like he should, right. he's a point guard, right? So you would feel like he can get Mobley some more touches, right? Get him going and get everybody more touches. Well, um, Mitchell is shoot the, your shooting guard. Garland plays yeah, point guard. Yeah, point I guard. Think- but Mitchell Mitchell handles the ball a lot. Yeah, and he I was he play I don't know was he playing point guard in Utah? So yeah, he can yeah, play he can he can play, can play both. And that's always been yeah. a little bit of the the challenge, right? And he does handle the ball a lot. So like yeah, I like when Garland has the ball because he's a threat to them to score. Yeah. And he's a threat to pass. He always looks for the. He looks for the other. Like he looks for you. I think after December fifteenth, we're gonna see a lot of trades for sure. Once like players that were signed in the summer can be traded, that's when it will start. I don't know. That'll be interesting. Well, speaking of you know, leading up to December fifteenth, because is that when December ninth is the championship of the in season tournament? So. Oh, we have, yeah. Okay, so group play finished. Neither of our teams made it to the actual tournament part of the in-season tournament. The Cavs, I think, got the shaft. And, of course, they lost out to the freaking Knicks. No comment <laughs> there. Um, it's like, it's kind of like a little insult to injury. Although they could have, they could have lost out to Boston. They were sort of in, I think they're in that, fifth place wild card you know so the top three the top team in each group play gets to the tournament so that's three teams in the east three teams in the west and then there's a wild card team and the wild card team is decided by your group standing points scored point differential and then finally like your in season record or your previous the 2022-23 season record so, I mean, the Cavs would have, well, they, I think they, no, the Cavs had a 
Did they have a better record than the Knicks? I think they did last season, but I'm maybe not remembering properly. Yeah, I, see, it was I, I can't remember. Anyways, yeah, yeah, they but... lost out, I think, on points scored or point differentials. It was very close. Like when I looked at like the yeah. rankings, I'm like, this is close. And even Boston and the Magic had the same record in their group. And and each team, like, I can't, I'm going to get this wrong. The Magic had beat Boston, but Boston beat the Nets and the Nets beat. The Raptors. No, the Nets beat the Magic. So it was like. Yeah, and, then the, and, then, and then the Nets beat the Raptors. So they had enough points because there was the Raptors literally were the reason why the Magic didn't make it. Because the yeah. Brooklyn Nets beat the Raptors. Yeah. I love, I like the in-season tournament. There's one mistake that they made in the tournament, and that mm-hmm. was like counting points. Well, right? This because is, now the players now actually don't. Yeah. And, and you, some of the players were talking about this. It's just not something the NBA has ever really done. Like in other sports, you'll see it in the NFL a little bit, you'll see it in MLB a little bit. But running up the score in the NBA has never really been a thing. Like, if you know you're going to win, you put in your bench, you give them some minutes, you don't get anybody hurt. It's kind of like what's done. And so, like, in the Cavs, when they were playing their last game against the game on Tuesday night against the Hawks, I mean, they were obviously going to win. I turned it off because I was like, okay, they're going to win this game. And in the fourth quarter, they still had their starters in trying to run up the points to try to get into the tournament because they were so close. And then, and Atlanta had put in its bench players. They were like done. So it was kind of, yeah, I, I think they need to rework that part of it. Definitely. And like I, I said, the players, what, I think Jalen Brown also didn't like it. Even like some of the teams that got in, they weren't well, super well, comfortable thing, with running up the score. Well, the Boston had an interesting one when they're playing the Bulls. And they needed mm. to win by 23. And they started hacking Drummond. Right, right, right. And, he, and it's funny because Boston's coach went, as soon as they hacked Drummond the first time, he walked right up to Billy Donovan and was just like, Sorry, man, we need to win by 23. And they all kind of chuckled about it because they're like, they're so stupid, right? They had a conversation. The players kind of all looked at each other, but they understood, like, it's like, hey, like, we're not trying to do this because we, like, this is part of the game. So now my thing is, do you maybe not have this as an in-season tournament? Maybe kind of move the NBA schedule a little bit later? and have a tournament like this where you can have those rules where they don't apply to your regular NBA games. Like it's not counting as games. It's different, right? Then you I can have know. a bunch I of like those things. Because in season, I, I like it, to me, like right now, like are these teams that are in, this, in the tournament now, like the actual part, aren't they playing more games than everybody else? No, no, they're not. Because, so, and I know this because I was looking at getting tickets so (laughs) the Cavs had cyber week black friday sale on tickets and i was looking at getting some for the week before christmas when i'm in ohio and um so now you all know my travel schedule the and there were two games that were tbd 
And they were on the nights of December. Well, actually for the Cavs, they were like December 8th and December 9th or December 7th, 8th. Like even the dates of the games were like this date or this date. And you will let you, you know, t- who you're playing is TBD. So the the two, so the teams are each playing. So if you're in the t- season tournament, you're going to play like possibly two more games or three more games if you make it to the finals. So those games are accounted for all the other teams. Those games are accounted for. It's just they hadn't decided who they're playing yet. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So I'm guessing that every team had that TBD on their schedule then. Yes. Because I saw it and I was like, wait. Does, and I had like a sort of moment where I was like, does this mean they already made the tournament? And then I was like, oh, no, it's because they don't know if they've made the tournament. And if they don't make the tournament, they're still going to get scheduled a game. That counts for that. Sense. So, yeah. So and I, I don't the only thing is, if you play the championship game, that That's maybe extra game. is you play one extra game. Yeah. In the season. Yeah. I know. I know there's an extra game somewhere. Yeah, so that might be the one. So if you make it all the way, you might end up playing one extra game that doesn't count towards the the regular season. But for the other ones, yeah, they're they're making it up. So, I mean, I think it's an interesting concept. I like I like the group play. I think that's kind of cool because it kind of really builds this rivalry. Like seriously, I feel it when the Knicks got in. I was like, are you in? Like, and the Knicks weren't even in the Cavs group but I was like come on like and then also it kind of builds in the group stage like with the with the Sixers and the Cavs I was like is there going to be kind of a little rivalry there because that was a kind of crazy game and so it's I like that it also you know gave a few surprises with teams like the Pacers the Pelicans the Kings you know for some reason like the Pacers Every Friday, they were balling out of control, man. They were scoring an insane amount of points. Their point differential is so high. Because this one, like one, because they they weren't playing defense, they just kept scoring because they understood. Well, except when they they played the Cavs, and the Cavs, the Cavs were their first in season game, and that game was actually close. And really, like I watched it, and like the Cavs, I think they should have won that game. The Cavs kind of blew that game, but other than that, yeah, the Pacers were just like yeah like gets i mean i i think they kind of figured out the rules to the in-season tournament like i mean ever clearly everyone knew the rules but i think for the first game or two people were a little bit like what are we doing here like they didn't quite get it and then by the third mm-hmm. and fourth game they were like oh this is how we have to do it and now once they could see like once you could see where you were in the standings and what you needed to do, I think then it started to click. But I think the Pacers got it a lot sooner. Right away. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were, were like, the oh, only, no, this is what we need to do. They were the only team really like them and and, and Golden State. Because Golden State just like barrage right. three-pointers just trying to like outscore you. Right. Right. Yeah. So, and so, yeah. I mean, but the okay. Golden State's kind of always like that. So it suits their style of play. But they didn't make it into the to the in-season, no. you know, to the main tournament. 
but yeah, the the Pacers, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, these guys are the only ones who know what's like get the rules. But I think by the end, the other teams are like, oh, this is what we have to do. Now we understand. <laughs> like, okay, so this is how we play basketball? Okay. Yeah. Like, this is different. What are we doing? It's more like, I mean, it's like the World Cup, basically. Like, the way there's, yeah. like, so, I mean, interesting. We'll see. I'm curious to see who's going to win this whole tournament. If the Pacers come out and win it all, I'll be impressed. I don't think they'll be, I, we'll see if they beat Boston. That's a. I think they'll be Boston. Really? Yeah, I think the Pacers are the scariest team in this tournament. Not in the playoffs, but this tournament, yeah, for sure. And it's because Halliburton's style of play, it's very much like he he could shoot, he he passes really well, and he just like he does it all game. Like he doesn't stop. Like I like he's got like a really high like high motor he's like how yeah. scotty barnes is like they don't look tired ever those guys are hard to beat because jalen brown and tatum they tend to like score when the team needs something they they they, they get a little tired already... they're not a... the boston has yeah. not been a fourth quarter team at least no in because the past. they're exhausted the way those guys <laughs> play at the beginning of the game it's just like take your time yeah yeah, pace yourself. But they've there, always they've always played like that. They've always played at a frantic place. The Boston, Boston yeah. thing. Well, f Boston. No. <laughs> oh. Although I'm kind of like oh. a, I'm really like not feeling the Knicks right now. So they're they're maybe my nemesis you know team. This this I Boston think. team this year, I, I, like I'm not. I, I usually like Larry Burke, but. I'm not really, I was more of a Lakers fan. Than, I'm sorry, I was more of a Bulls fan than any other team. But Bulls not are super Cavs. Come on, come on. Never the Cavs. <laughs> never. Even LeBron I mean, I know there. we broke you guys when LeBron was. When LeBron was there, I was a hater, and I wanted Golden State to win all the time. <laughs> I was a hater. I mean, you can be forgiven. You can be forgiven. Seattle was my favorite. Because Sean Kemp and Gary Payton were my favorite. Oh, I like yeah. That. Seattle was a, yeah. yeah. I miss and I, and I love, I like Boston when Kevin Garnett was there because I like those players. No. Like those. No. Oh, I know you don't. But it's I mean, okay. okay. I respect them. I respect them as players, but I cannot. I cannot. Again, because they were kind of there when I think LeBron's first time in Cleveland, right? Yeah, yeah. We were at the Florida's this guy. But young also, LeBron, man, he could young LeBron, yeah. And then there was also, well, there's also the Spurs, they played the Spurs in their first finals in LeBron's first yeah, finals. That's what that's what that's got that's smacked. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, like, teams go through that, like, Shaq went through that, Orlando went to the yeah. finals, and they got like brushed by oh. Houston. I'm watching this Cavs game, and they're playing the blazers and they are winning it's in the third quarter already it's only 56 42 it's a very low scoring game speaking of we're talking about all these high scoring games in mm-hmm. the tournament it's high scoring games in the tournament and low scoring games in the regular games for some right. teams at least. for some teams. i like to watch the teams that decide they want to stop the other team and not outscore the other team 
there's some teams that can't help it. They don't have the defensive players to to kind of play that way. But when you play the Sixers, the scores are pretty low. Like right, right? like you have to play hard. And when you, you see like the good teams, and I think that's why sometimes like for the Cavs and the Raptors, they could play all those teams, those good teams, because they're not wasting possessions. So it's more of like a who's gonna get those little baskets here and there. And then those games, any of those good teams can win. But right. these ones where you're playing like Detroit sometimes, even though they lose all the time, those teams could beat you because they're just shooting all the time. Right. You're like, oh, well, one guy is, gets hot. This is not what's three, happening in this Portland like, game. Uh, Nobody's Portland is Portland, not shooting. I mean, I don't know, even know who's on Portland right now. They sent their their draft pick down to the G League. So I don't think he's Hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Let's, let's clarify this. They sent their G League draft pick back to the G League. No, he was their he came third. From the yeah, but he came from the G League Ignite team, and they drafted oh. him third. And now they sent him back to the G League. They'll take like those ta- those players that don't like those really top recruits that can't get into like schools for whatever reason, mostly grades. And oh, okay, they play on that team. So like. Shaquille and your sons on that team. Jalen Green from the Rockets came from that team. Got it. You know, like, and then this guy came from that team. It's it, it's they they always have good players. They're, the player, the right. best player on that team is always drafted top five, no matter what. Right. Well, really I think good. they sent him. They sent him back down for conditioning reasons, and maybe he had gotten hurt a little bit or something. I don't know. Well, they, well, they sent Grady Dick down too. And I think the yeah, they sent Grady Dick down. down so, is, I think what they're doing is before the player gets too much into their head for being having sluggish play, they just send them down, and then they get reps because they're better than those guys that are down there. So well, they'll get to well, like like get the conditioning of like taking more shots and whatever they have to do. This, more, this that's more for Grady Dick. I think he's a little bit worse. This leads into kind of what we were chatting about earlier today, even though it doesn't seem like it and sending players down and, and sending them up, you know, the Cavs on the, on the other hand, have a player that was signed to a two-way Craig Porter jr. Who is getting a lot of minutes, especially because mostly because there's been some injuries on the Cavs, especially amongst the guard guard positions. And so he was doing really well and he was undrafted and he did five years of college. So he did two two years in junior college and then three years at Wichita State. And all the Cavs Twitter is like ready to sign this guy to to or convert his his two-way to a one-way mm-hmm. ticket to the Cavs lineup. And he's definitely becoming part of the rotation. He'll probably still do some G League reps and stuff. But then you have like guys, like you said, like guys like Grady Dick and some other guys who are just getting sent down or back down because they need to get to conditioning. They need to get some play. They're just not there yet. I just think there's something to be said for being a little bit more mature as a player and having maybe more time in college or more time in a Euro league where you're just getting to play a lot and getting good coaching and that as opposed to just doing one year in college and then coming to the NBA. 
I don't know. Yeah, That's my, I think my soapbox. <laughs> I do think I do think players should. I do think mat- maturity should take precedence over skill. But I think that has to come from ownership too. Like kind what, of be like, you- hey, you know what? So hey, like you know, we're looking at this guy. We really like the way this guy plays. We think he's a great player, but we could tell that there's a little bit of immaturity there. Mm-hmm. So we're not like we're not like maybe not the owner, like the ownership altogether. They should have a screening of that. They should all be able to to see that because. You've got to help these players. I get it. They're going to make you millions of dollars, but at what cost? Right? Right. Right. And this goes into the social stuff. We were also talking about. (laughs) You see, yeah, like you see like some players and you're like, you know what? This guy's kind of not really taking life serious. So who's around him? Right? How could we in turn like figure it out with him right yeah i think there's a lot let's talk to this there's a lot of i think there's a lot of things they can do right well and this is both on the court and off the court you know there's a lot of okay let's see how this person does and we'll address the problems when we see them or when they happen as opposed to saying you know what let's head these off at the pass like what can we do to support this player in a better way so that we don't end up with these problems like I said both on the court and off the court and I think like I said maturity just makes a difference in your play and makes a difference in your off-court antics I think a lot of times and I think the teams for a long time, they're used to playing sort of react, being reactionary or covering stuff up or all of that. And you just can't do that anymore because people find out <laughs> your off court life, I think, can show up in how you play on the court, too. If you're having drama or having issues like, you know, it affects things so I, I don't know. I think that some of these players need a little help in those areas of their life, obviously. Yeah, I, I'm sure they do get it. I'm sure, like, it's it's hard to tell anybody from 17 to 23 what to do because they think they know it, right? <laughs> what? And what? You give I was them, I listened to my give, parents all the time when I was 17 no, to 23. You, no, no, you think you think you did. I did not, now by the way. Older, I did not. You didn't no. No, we did it. And sometimes you hear people like, no, that's not me. I was a good kid when I was that. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You thought you ruled the world. And we all do at that age because it's right. like you're you're getting up to a point you could vote, you could drink, you could do things that adults could do. So you tend to jump and think that you're and, a super and so adult. now, so now imagine having that, being that age and being given a lot of money. Even if you're on just a rookie contract, that's still a lot of money. I, I would mean, have been. Nothing... 
I mean, I would, yeah, you- <laughs> my first full-time job after college, well, in college, I was, I partied my first full-time job after college when I actually had like more money and I could go and I was in the city. I was, I mean, I was partying a lot <laughs> and I mean, it was fun. It was yeah, great, but I can't imagine if I would have just had unlimited funds. I think be, a little, little know, bit of the advantage is reckless. A, a little bit of the advantage for them is like a lot of their time is on the road and in like team activities that you have to do. It's just that right. that time when you don't have those things that that tend to be like you tend to do so much other things that you're not supposed to in like big chunks because you're yeah. home for the summer, your, your family's there, you're visiting old friends, they haven't really done anything different and they're hanging yeah. out and you want to hang out with them, right? You don't know what kind of thing they're into and, you know. It's just like you when you come home from college. Trouble, like you would come home from yeah, college yeah. and do I <laughs> nothing terrible, you know, but just stupid stuff that, you know, you do. And we're obviously talking around some current issues that have happened in the NBA with some players dating people that are way too young for them. I, I will not address these. But to, I will oh, say, listen, if you don't address it, Twitter is going to come after you and. No, Excellent. don't care. Well, well you're a man, so they probably phone. won't. Twitter, Twitter doesn't exist if you turn your phone off. X, but, um, X. Well, it's, they're about to go bankrupt, according because Elon Musk was saying crazy things again. No, they're not going bankrupt. Everybody's going to start advertising on there again. People just need to stop with the, uh, <laughs> with the I'm taking my stuff off of your service because I don't like you. Bully tactics never work for anybody. That is so, true. Disney needs to chill. With that, they need to. Everybody, everybody that that wants to to be a bully needs to just chill. Like that's what's that's what's killing. That's the killing. But that's what's like. No, actually, I mean, this is way off the sports topic. But actually, what's killing it is from what the work I've done. You just don't get as good a results off of X or Twitter as you do from advertising there as you do off of other platforms. So yeah, that's I, I that's the issue. Just, I think they're going through like a whole, like, we don't even know what the end result of X is going to be, right? We're right. only in the, we're in the, we're in that place. Maybe he does want advertisers off of it right now. So you can rebrand yeah. it and then they're going to be like, oh shoot, we should be here. And then you could charge them triple to be there. I mean, maybe that's the plan. So, maybe that's the plan. I never, I like Elon Musk is way too rich. He could do like a lot of things. Geniuses are not supposed to be in front of the camera. I don't know if that makes well, sense to people. Evil geniuses are not. He, I don't think he's an evil genius. I think he's, I think he just, it's, it's because. He's on the spectrum. Me, he's legitimately on the spectrum. So this is, yeah. I mean, there you go. But this, anyways, yeah, back but to I talking think, about players. I think for, I think for me, Unless, no, but this goes to like some players too, right? Like, so oh, okay. you have like, you know, like you have these play, like these social places, and when you start to to gain fame, notoriety, or make money, it becomes that becomes like a branching for 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 for, for you. Yeah, and I think a lot of like just like learning how to navigate with money and making sure that you don't get scammed by somebody or making like you know like those things 
I think it's invaluable if there's somebody to help them navigate that. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Like a team handler that is like, yo, listen, guys, we need the passwords to all of your social media. Or you need to come clean with what, what's going on. We need to be able to do a scrub of your social media once in a while to make sure there's nothing there to harm you, not even harm the team. To harm you. Just is, to harm yeah. you. Like, yeah. Well, like, every, what do you, like, every, you know, like. Yeah. Every player, actually kids as well, because this, this was in the New York, I believe it was the New York Times or Washington Post, one of these recently. A mom in Australia would let her kids like watch videos on her tablet under her login, her YouTube login. So her, all her Gmail, Google accounts login. Well, they figured out, and they were only seven, but they figured out how to upload videos. And one of them thought butts were funny. And he like turned around and shared, like mooned the camera and uploaded it to YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious, but YouTube flagged it as child pornography. The mom lost access to all her accounts. I mean, she had to fight. She eventually did get them back once she reached out to publicity. But it wasn't until then. And it was, I mean, it was a nightmare. She lost her email accounts. She lost like everything, right? So you, oh man, this Side note, the Cavs score is now 73-70. What's going on here? Letting Portland back in the game. Come on, Cavs. It's also very low scoring, yeah. which, I mean, Portland's just playing defense, I guess, the whole time, not letting the Cavs score, which is smart. But anyways, back to what I was saying. And so, you know, she, like, obviously her kids are now not allowed to be on the internet for a while, but also, you know, what, you know, Google recommends doing is setting up just an account for the kids and putting controls on it and whatever. And I think a lot of these players, of course they want you to, to have set up, extra accounts. <laughs> they need to set up a very hey, private account that is just for family yeah. and, and very, and keep that very private and no, no people that you do not know well are connected to that account. And then you need to have your play, like your general public account that fans follow, everyone follows. And that is very tightly managed. Even if people DM you, it's not, they're going to get some assistant who works for the team or works for, you know, you're not, you know, you, oh man, what the hell? This game. <laughs> Come on, Cavs. Anyways, sorry, this is, I can't, I, sh I mean, we're watching games and, and talking, but yeah, so there, there needs, there's so much you could put in place to protect the players, to protect themselves so they don't get in these situations. And again, and yeah. two, when they're out in public, the other side of it is like, you go out, you're an NBA player and you're in the city where you're in, everybody knows who you are, who like knows who you are, that you're a player and people get their phones out. And now they're filming you with whoever you're with when it might be an underage young woman, if you're in Oklahoma city. And well, that's you know, a regular that's, thing in Oklahoma city. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even say that. I know. We shouldn't horrible. say that, but 
you know, but you, you you're like, the thing is you're going to get filmed. You might get filmed and not even know it. And I think this is a lot goes into, you know, how do we teach just general manners around social media? Like do not film people without their consent. Thank you very much. But it happens if you're at a party, like I've been there where it's like people get the phone, like there's like a song that they like and they get the their phone out and, you know, who knows whose videos you're on. So it's it's a tough, tough situation. And I think when you're in a an NBA player in this public position, you have to really come up with some strategies. And I don't I don't think it's easy. Obviously, if it was easy, they'd all be doing it. Or you know. maybe not. Maybe they like they're rich, right? So you're well, like well, even 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 the controversy, you're kind of above it, right? Like, what's the worst? The worst thing that's gonna like, yeah, maybe you can go to jail, but you're still gonna be you're still gonna have enough money. And I think that happens to like, you know, you see actors fall into that trap sometimes, of like, you know, like it's yeah. it's it's not really gonna hurt. Like, you know, actors are are really rich famous people you yeah. know like elon musk you don't really care well, about he's not an actor but well actors you know what or, though actors are a little different because they might make a lot of money off one film but then if they don't do a film for a year or two they might still be famous but they might not have as much money but right? that but uh, yeah that's true but like you know like when it's when you can kind of just disappear from it, right? Right. Turn the limelight off, and you're not worried about paying your bills. It's it's people like that. They lose. Yeah. I, I feel like they lose a little bit of like the humanity and things, right? Because it doesn't really apply mm. to them, right? Because yeah. they're able to buy their way out. Like regardless of this, like this, I I don't really know the situation with an NBA player, and I don't know what the outcome is going to be. But yeah, regardless of the outcome, he's going to be like he may go through this, but it's not going to be so crush his bottom line. The NBA is not can't take away his money. Well, I mean, right? and look he, at and and, and look at, worse look comes at the Browns worse, and Deshaun Watson. I mean, karma does come for you. By the way. He will not be playing any more games like for the rest of the season because he's got an injury now, but he's still getting his money, right? He's still getting yeah. a lot of money. And yeah, and and again, like know. the NBA is not the not the only game in town. Right? right. So get like you know, like so it's it's you know, you just you hope that they you get the, well, I hope that they figure they they get to the bottom of what they're getting to all the facts and solid evidence it's hard like how do you build like in the court of public opinion is dangerous because people talk like they want to murder people on on social media right oh yeah and and everyone's got an opinion if, and they're yeah and you don't know if like the person that's actually talking about murdering you really thinks that they can murder you right or they may just show up where you are and you're, you have no idea who they are Right. And that's that's some that's some person on Twitter that you that, that told you that they're coming for you. Dangerous. And it's it's, it's it, almost impossible to police it, right? Because right. it's out into the world, right? But yeah. like I, I hope that 
all these NBA players, even younger players going to the NBA is kind of watching what's happening with, you know, some players and, and things with Morant and stuff like that. And seeing just how, even though it's a, he's not suspended for the season, Morant, just him missing these couple oh. games, their team is oh. not in the position where they're supposed to be. When he comes back, yeah. they probably won't be get too many wins. If they can, like, be in a playoff position, maybe they can do something in the playoffs, but he's not going to be prepared for that. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, no, it really hurt the team. Yeah. The team and, and him, I mean, he's losing money, not playing those games and he's, Oh, good. Sorry. The Cavs. Now it's, it's tied again. (laughs) Darius Garland just hit a three. I just, I think it's, it's a double-edged sword because on one hand, you know, a lot of these players are using, doing social media because it helps their bottom line, right? The bigger the following they have, the, the bigger audience they can say they command for their shoe deals, for their influencer deal, you know, their sponsorship deals, like all these things that they're doing, right? So on one hand, it's got this, this business side to it and a lot of times they have these social media accounts and they're used to showing both, you know, they're showing their personal lives, right? They're showing Donovan Mitchell shows when he goes to his sister's, I believe she was a lacrosse player in college. He's like going to her game. She's either lacrosse or soccer. I don't remember which one. And he's showing, you know, just going to his sister's game. And that's a real personal thing to do and to show on your social media. That's not, an assistant doing that. That's him showing that. Right. And so people get used to that and that shows authenticity at the same time. It's one thing to show you going to a sibling's game. That's very wholesome. It's another thing showing yourself in the club with your friends at 3am and whatever you might be doing with them. Also authentic, but it's not really the same kind of thing. And they get you, you know, they're used to showing so many parts of their lives and that's what they've been told people want to see and gets engagement and all this, and that's helping their business. But then if it goes too far, it starts to cause problems. Um, And so how do you manage that? I, you know, I just don't know. And I don't know. And uh, like multiple players, we're seeing more and more players just get, into trouble yeah you know have problems with this whether it's john morant and a gun or josh giddy in oklahoma city and a girl like it's you know this is what's you know we can make arguments that they shouldn't have been doing what they were doing but a big part of it was that players were always doing reckless things now it's just broadcast for every millions of people to see and yeah i don't know it's i don't know what the I, 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 you know the different curse of the internet on that note there's one other thing i wanted to bring up not related to basketball or football are the jays gonna get otani uh, i've been seeing the chatter uh, <laughs> has it it has not happened uh, yet the train. Well, do you have inside information 
Nope. I heard they offered him. I feel like by the time I edit this and get this out, he will already have been traded and is to a team that is not the Blue Jays. But Blue Jays Twitter is dreaming that he's going to come to Toronto. If he's going to any other team, I think, see, the thing is with Toronto is nobody, nobody in America wants him to come to Toronto. That's why people don't Oh, yeah, I know. People were hating so hard. People, like people who don't okay, know what so, they're talking about, were like hating so but, hard, saying how MLB would hate it if he went to Toronto, blah, 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 blah. They were well, haters. We, well, listen, for him, on Twitter, for him, Toronto would be like playing back home. Right? Kind the community of, here little. is huge. A little. People will be coming from all. I mean, he's Japanese, not. I mean, there are still quite yeah. a few Japanese people here. But but, how big is that community, right? Well, I, you know, I I think people, a lot of people, overestimate a player's desire to be in a big market town, sometimes, and underestimate a player's desire to be with a good organization to be with certain coaches to be you know to be in a certain place and yeah especially in baseball you see it a lot like people think everybody wants to go and play in a big market place and at the same time toronto is a big market it's an entire country market so it's not like it's not a big market it's just not a U.S. big market. And yeah, there's this this sort of, I don't know why people either they just don't understand or they don't see it. And they've probably never been to Toronto, so they don't know what they're talking about, half of them. But yeah, I can see why he would want to be in Toronto. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to the most money, right? Or the best deal, I would think. He's going to take the best deal he can get. Unless, unless there's a team he really wants to go to, but it doesn't. I heard that I heard that they offered him more than five hundred million dollars. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of money. But also, aren't the Dodgers trying to get him too? That's what I heard. I heard. I heard it was the Jays and the Dodgers are like the top in the top running. But who knows if that's five hundred million dollars? Jesus, I mean. The Guardians, Jose Ramirez, everybody thought he would leave Cleveland and get a bunch of money to go, you know, whatever, Mets, Yankees, somewhere, like in New York or somewhere, L.A. And he stayed in Cleveland. And one of the reasons that he said he stayed is because he actually didn't, and we've talked about this before, he didn't want to do a lot of endorsement deals. He doesn't want to get that much better at speaking English. He can speak English, but he, you know, he just doesn't want to do that stuff. He wants to like, when he's not playing, he wants to spend time with his family. And if you're in a bigger market, you're going to have a lot more demands on your time than if you're in Cleveland. So that also could make a difference for someone like Otani who just wants, like, if he just wants to play and get paid, you know, you can do that anywhere. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Any last thoughts? I'm really, this score of this game is very disappointing right now. They were like up by like more than 10 most of the first half. 
And now it's 9283 Portland. I just want to say that. I'm disappointed. Six minutes left. Garbage. Garbage calves. Like, can we please stay over 500? But anyways, <laughs> any last thoughts? I'm curious. I think I, I would love to see how the how competitive the end season tournament gets. Like that's what I'm excited for. See just how competitive it gets. Yeah. You're gonna get some bets going, your parlays. Who's no, you gonna bet on the Pacers to win the whole thing? I'm broke, man. Christmas has got me, man. I can't bet on nobody's nothing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe try to win some of that Christmas money. Or I can't lose it, so we'll see. <laughs> Actually, no, I should, I should make that. I should, I should, I should have thing tonight. What are you thinking about that? Now look what you did. I don't want to encourage bad betting behavior. <laughs> if you bet on the Pacers to win it all, I want to cut, and you win a bunch of money. When I bet on teams, that's when they just do the, the, the worst. So. They don't win. I can't believe what's happening in this Cavs game that I'm watching. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this will go. As this tournament goes, I mean, it's pretty much all next week is when the games are. It's like the, yeah. the final is the ninth. So we will we will talk about We we'll definitely have to do games. one after the first round. Yeah. Yeah. It's all next, pretty much next week. So we'll have to, we'll, we'll be back to talk about it, see how it goes. And that's all for tonight. Subscribe to us, follow me on Twitter. I'm Liz Gallo. You know, we're on Substack, still cool sports, you know, like us, all of the usual stuff. And we will be back next time. See you. Yeah.